0: What's going on with y'all good people, man? Welcome back to Potlock Parables, where I tell stories about my adventures in street dance. This is episode seven. This episode is transcribed on potluckparables.butsprout.com. Also available on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the like. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how I got cheated. I got robbed. My victory was stolen from me, how I got cheated in a dance battle. So I'm, I, there is a break this time, I'm gonna split it up. So the first part is the battle and then you're gonna have the break and then after the break is post battle. So what happened afterwards, outside of that, let's get to it. <laughs> man getting jaded in a battle so <laughs> this battle was at purdue university i want to say this was let's say three years ago four years ago right um you know i'm rolling with ef electric funkateers all right the jam was at purdue university in indiana and it was being thrown by their local dance crew, whose name i do not recall at the time so we take our four-hour trip down. It's me, Sid, Jonathan, Ray Ray, and Kenneth, I want to say. So it was us five. So we, you know, we take our car ride down to Indiana. Uh, I don't remember where Purdue is, but wherever it was at the time, that's where we go. So, you know, we get there, cool little spot, whatever, right? Um, they have it hosted in like a you know auditorium, basically. Um fairly spacious, you know, all that good stuff. So we come hardware floors, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we get up in there and it's, uh we just chilling. You know what I'm saying? We see some people that we know uh, from Indiana and whatnot. So we just like, oh, hey, what's up y'all? But outside that, we know we cool. So the format of the battle is 1v1 popping battle, right? So prelim format, I want to say it was cypher style. No, I ain't no, I want to say it was, <laughs> it was cypher style. So for those who have forgotten or just don't remember, Cypher style is just like, you know, with the club or at a parties, you know, one person goes in the circle at a time and then the next person goes in, same thing. So Cypher style, you know, one person goes up, the DJ is playing some music, right? And you got you you about 30 seconds, 45 seconds, depending on the competition, got you about 45 seconds to, you know, do your stuff. And then they call it the next person, right? And then from that, generally the judge will pick you know judges if there are multiple will pick you know top 16 top eight depending on the competition top 32 top 64 depending on how many people you know stuff like that so this time they only had one judge a dude named viho v-i-h-o and he is from china so i was like all right cool whatever (laughs) and it was one of the things where it was like he he was a relatively, you know, relatively popular dancer. Like, you know, you can type his name in on YouTube and you're gonna find stuff. And he had like a, a viral clip as well where he was uh pretending to be an old man and he was just killing dudes in the battle. So V so we do we knew of him, so it was like oh okay, cool. So we do our little, you know, cypher style pre cypher style prelim. Now here's where it started getting iffy, right? So it was me and it was Kenneth who had to go several times right now. Normally, that's not an unusual thing, right? If a judge is really struggling to figure out who they want in the in the in the battle. Right. Sometimes they'll have another person come up or they have this. They'll have a person that already went. They'll have them go again. Right, be like, oh, can we see you go again? You know, uh, or sometimes they'll have people who, if they're struggling, they'll have people that they're struggling to make a decision on. They'll have them battle it out, right? So this time they had me do my prelim again, right? They're like, oh, can we see you come up again? I'm like, all right, cool. So you know, I do my prelim. Okay, fine. I, and and the thing is, you try to do something different each time, right, to show that you have versatility if you if you go up there and do the same thing then it's kind of like <laughs> you just did the same thing bro and it, it tends to suggest that you you you're a one trick pony almost right so i get up there i don't remember what i did but i knew it was different than what i did before right so i do my prelim and then i think ken has to do his again right and it's like all right so we sitting there while we waiting and then they call me up again and I'm like, hold on, three times? I got to do the prelim three times? That that, that, don't, that don't happen. That don't never happen. And <laughs> usually you get, you, if you have to do a prelim multiple times, you do it twice. That's it. You don't never do it three times. So dude called me up again. Can you see Lip little And I'm like, oh, okay. So I do it again. And at, at this point, I do my, my third prelim. Like, I got to come up with something different. So I'm doing you know, some different stuff still. And then after that, I'm like, well, now I'm tired now. <laughs> Y'all just made me do the prelim three times. <laughs> so dang. So... Finally, do my third prelim and then we chilling and whatnot. And then finally, they decide oh, okay, this is this, is, these are gonna be the contestants, right? So, my first battle is against this dude who I don't know if he still goes by this name, but at the time, his name was Sir Limitless, right? It's like, oh, okay, cool. I never seen him dance before, but I was like, all right, cool. So, song comes on, right? I come out tutty. Now, at this time, I was training with T Bugs. Uh, for those who don't know, I may or may not have mentioned it in prior episodes, but T Bugs was my second popping teacher, right? So, first it was Chuck, and then I moved on to T Bugs, right? Well, not moved on, I was learning from Chuck still at the same time, but I started learning from T Bugs as well. And I'll, you know, I'll do an episode explaining about T Bugs and the mystery and the mystique that is T Bugs. Oh, <laughs> but. I was training with T at the time and T is a master at tutting and waving and snaking. Like he's in animation, he's good, he's cold, right? So you know, I come out tutting and I'm training under T at this time. So obviously my touch is going to be cold. So I come out tutting, boom, 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 and not tutting like, like I just stand there and you know, I stand in the same spot, like I got concrete blocks around my feet. And I'm just, you know, moving my arms around. No, I'm, I'm hitting with my touch. I'm doing different poses. I'm moving around the entire round, just tutting. boom, 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 right. And then I finish. So, boom, here comes Sir Limitless. Sir Limitless comes out, and instantly I'm like, oh, this dude can't pop. I got it in the bag, right now. When I say he can't pop, what I meant was he he was a beginner. You know, he ain't he ain't really have his positions wasn't clean at the time you know he could be better now i ain't seen no footage of him lately he could be better now but at the time at the time i he wasn't as good you know his position wasn't as clean his hit was a little you know it was a little off it was just you know i just i had it in the bag man i had it in the bag man had it in the bag so limitless comes out boom 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 well not really boom boom boom, boom but you know what i'm saying limitless he comes out does his thing and then, boom, and it's like, okay, three, two, Hope point towards him. Everybody go, huh? And you sitting there like, hold on. How did I lose? I destroyed this, man. And it was just one round, by the way. Not Some some battles are multiple rounds. It's just one round. I said, hold on. Hold on. How did I lose to a dude that just, just learned how to pop? You know, I've been learning about, you know, two, three years at this point, but... Do that just now learn how to pop? Come on, man. How did I lose today? And I hit them touch, man. Come on, man. So we're sitting there. So I, I go back, I go back to my you know, my crew, and they looking at me like, yeah, man, I was wild, man. We don't know how you lost that. I was like, Y'all saw it too. Y'all saw it too. So they sitting there and they like, Hey man, you you gotta go and ask him, you know, you gotta go and ask him, What's up? Like, why did you why did you lose? Right? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, and, you know, I'll do that. I'll do that eventually right now the one thing about losing the battle is a lot of times you be happy well I'm the type of person that be kind of (laughs) happy when you lose because now you get to to cipher freely instead of trying to save your energy for the battles you know what I'm saying so but anyway you know I'll lose and then Sid is like man I got you I got you and I'm like oh what, what is Sid about to do so you know next uh Sid beats his opponent or whatever. And then after that, you know, Sid's next round, he got to face Sir Limitless, right? And so Sid destroyed him. Right now at the time, and I mean, I, w- I would say still, uh, Sid, Sid better popping than me. Well, Sid, Sid was like the, the popping man in Chicago. Like, like it was, for a long time, it was critical. And then after critical, it was Sid, like Sid was like the the, the popping. Did the, the dude? Oh, you go to Chicago? I want to know about the popping scene. You be like, oh yeah, uh, Insidious, Yeah, I heard about you, man. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, that dude, nice. Yeah, the man. See it with the man at the at popping in Chicago. So see come out. Oh, see man, I don't even remember what the did. I just know he won. That's all I know. <laughs> he just killed. He killed. Dude, it was bad, right? So dude, he 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 tore him up basically. And then Vho voted for him, voted for Sid, and then it was like, okay, all right. And so Sid come back to me, and Sid is like, you know, uh, that's for you. And I was like, okay. I mean, I was at this point, I'm cool, with Sid, but you know, I appreciate it. So I'm like, all right, well, now I'm letting him know. I'm like, all right, y'all, I'm about to go ask him, what's up? Why? Why did I lose? All right? So I walk over to V-Ho and I'm like, oh hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And he's like, oh, hey, you know, you know, I like your round, da-da-da-da-da. all right. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, you know, I just wanted to ask you, um, why you felt that I lost that. And so he basically said, he was like, oh, you know, your tuts is really nice. Your waves are really nice. Um, but you did, you know, too many tricks and not enough popping. And I'm sitting there in my head and I'm like, but my entire round was tight, And I was hitting with my tuts. <laughs> I was old school, you know, king, king, tux, where you hit with your tuts. So I'm popping. And he was like, yeah, no, you, you did too many tricks. You didn't do enough popping. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh. I'm a victim of the electric boogaloo school of thought. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Now, now I'm about to get into it right now. So for y'all who don't know, I may have mentioned it before. So the electric boogaloos, right, um, were the ones, this this group out of Los Angeles, they were the ones that really put popping on the map globally. Right, so they was like the first. I want to say they were the first popping group on Soul Train. Um, they was several. They was in the you know the breaking movies, breaking to Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> right? Cause it's some of them that's in the movie. Um, they was like the first, to my knowledge, the first popping group to to tour globally, right? So, so as far as putting popping on the map and teaching everybody they 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 are like the most prominent ones to do that and that's cool you know what i'm saying You're spreading the knowledge spreading the knowledge to the game right and so what happened is and this is a this is a conspiracy at this point this is this is partially why a lot of people don't like electric boogaloo as a style a lot of people don't like the the members of the electric boogaloo crew slash organization is because when they went touring around the world right you have to remember that this is pre-internet right so a lot of them they was doing this you know in the 80s and then going into the 90s um so there wasn't really a way of verifying the truth or not of you know certain statements that they had made but essentially, you know, I don't I don't have any names to say um, not because I'm trying to withhold names. It's just I don't have names to say. I can't say who who to who to blame. But essentially what happened was and this is how the conspiracy works out. What happened was that in, somewhere along the way while they was touring, the electric boogaloos, the members of the organization essentially said that the electric boogaloo style was the truest form of the dance, so to speak. And that other, you know, you might have other styles and that's cool, Um, but the other styles are are generally one of two things. Other styles really just kind of amount to tricks to spice up, you know, the dance, right? And, or the other styles are cool and you know you can respect them and whatnot but they're not really popping their different dances right so it is basically it is a binary semantic argument that makes a distinction between popping as an umbrella of connected dances versus popping as one dance and other styles are seen as different dances, right? Um, and you know, there's there's truth to both statements depending on the perspective and depending on who you're looking at. Um, but basically, you know, with what, what all that happened, particularly in the 90s, uh, from what I've seen and read and been told, it essentially caused this schism and popping, right? Where you was either in the electric boogaloo camp where you thought the electric boogaloo was the best poppers. That was the best form of popping. Everything else wasn't really worth learning. The electric boogaloo, that's, you might as well just learn that, right? That's that's the best form of popping. Or you were in what they call it, the animation camp, which is robot and uh, style called animation. Well, there's styles of animation, waving, you know, so on and so forth, right? and yeah so that's how it was set up and basically so what happened with them touring internationally it was such that you know that was people's primary frame of reference like oh you want to learn to dance popping and you got these folks touring the world and they're the only ones you see on tv popping and they come to your studio and teach you popping. And the popping that they teach you is their style, the electric boogaloo style. You're gonna be like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess this is popping. And if they say, Oh, yeah, you might see some other stuff, but that's not popping. Or you might see some other stuff. And you know, it's it's related to popping, but this is like this is the popping you should learn, right? You just you know, whatever. You know, school of schools of thought, right? This is this is the electric boogaloo school of popping, and this is what you need to learn, right? So naturally people gonna be like, oh okay, cool, yeah, all right, cool, okay, i let you boogaloo. That's that's and that's all I know as far as popping is concerned, let boogaloo. So it is such to the point now that pretty much almost everywhere in the world that is not <laughs> the United States is electric boogaloo nation, right? So if somebody from Latin America, they do boogaloo, they let your boogaloo. <laughs> if somebody is from Europe, they do a let you boogaloo. France, they do a let you boogaloo. Um, England, England depends a little bit, but a lot of them electric let boogaloo. If they're from China, guarantee to let you boogaloo. <laughs> guarantee, ain't no question. They do they do a let you boogaloo, right? If they're from Japan, Japan's a little different. Japan got a lot of people from that did animation, right? Cause a lot of the animation folks visited Japan. So Japan's a little different. They did. They, they do got some, they do got some boogaloo folks, but they got a lot of animation people too. Right. But outside of that, it's just the whole world. is like an electric boogaloo outside of the United States. I mean, in, even in the United States, it's such a thing that, you know, you still have a lot of people that do boogaloo. Um, just cause it's, it's popular, right? It's popular or, at one point, some people felt you couldn't win battles if you didn't do electric boogaloo. Some people still feel that's the way. But yeah, man, that's electric boogaloo conspiracy, man. It it, it, it did a lot to the game. So I, I at the time going back to the battle, I was like, oh, I am a victim of the electric boogaloo conspiracy. A conspiracy. I'm a, a victim of the electric boogaloo school of thought where if I did not do electric boogaloo in some form or fashion, I lost even though to me as I was taught popping is just you know the, the rhythmic muscle contraction of your arms I'm not your arms your body right so even if I'm hitting the whole time it don't matter even if I'm touching if I'm waving as long as I'm hitting I'm still popping right but now that's some people don't see it that way so that's why I said I got cheated <laughs> and that's why all my friends said I got cheated and I said look at this I got told I was doing tricks instead of popping. I said, you know what? Okay. All right. You know what? That's, I mean, that's not cool, but uh, you know, whatever. Hey, it is what it is right now. Now, let me say what happens when a lot of people feel that they've been wronged in a battle. Many times they will go and challenge the judge. Now, whether or not that's a good idea, yeah." it depends right sometimes people go and challenge the judge and it's kind of like why why are you challenging them right um because it's like are you challenging for the purpose of you know your ego are you challenging like like if the judge beats you then it's kind of like uh well i mean they they beat you bro (laughs) so so what do you what do you yeah i guess it's just one of the things where it's a question where it's like what do people try to achieve when they battle judges a lot of different things i'll probably cover it in a, in a in a future episode um more in depth but i i did not feel like challenging you know, i was just like eh it's just eh, whatever you know power to you all right well time for me to cipher time for me to cipher and take a break <laughs> which is what i'm about to do right now so after this break we're gonna get back into well, we're not gonna get into the battle we're gonna get into what happened after the battle after i got cheated yes sir Hi, right, man we back so now we better get into post battle what happened after the battle so you know i'm stepping off to the side i'm cooling at this point and this dude walks up to me and he says Hey, where'd you learn that? I'm like, what, what do you mean? You know that that uh, that chest, that bopping stuff Where'd you learn that? Right And I'm like, oh uh, A guy named Poppin' Chuck taught me He's like, oh, okay Yeah, 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 yeah I know Chuck I know Chuck And I'm like, oh, okay And he's like, yeah My name is OG Mike G And I'm like, oh, okay, cool and He's like, yeah, you know I'm from, the, I'm from the Bay And you know, in the Bay Area they uh, We used to call it the, the heart Heartbeat, yeah That called it the heartbeat, I want to say. Yeah, we used to call it the heartbeat. I was like, okay, cool. Now, this is where, you know, post battle, everything started perking up for me. Because you know, you know, a lot of, I won't say a lot. I can't speak on them. I can speak on me. (laughs) You know, you did good. Slash, you know, you, you know, you special. You caught people. I, when the OGs approach you all the all the poppers at the gym right getting down and the ogs approach you out of all the people there and want to know your background oh yeah that's how you know you you doing something right man you doing something right even if you lose even, you could lose all the time you could never make finals ever <laughs> you can never make finals and the ogs be like hey man Hey, hey, you you, you got some nice stuff, man. Or or even better, they want to teach you something. Oh, man, it's a rap, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you doing something right. You doing something right. So OG Mike G approached me. He was like, where you learn how to bop? And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I taught, I taught, I taught, I, taught. <laughs> I told him, you know, I learned from Chuck. And he was like, oh, okay. So he started some, spreading some wisdom with me. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a rap. Oh, now, now my day is met. The OG noticed me. I ain't even noticed the OG, but he noticed me yes sir oh yeah like you know and your your peers when your peers say man you shouldn't have lost man you cold like it's cool it's you know it's like you know part of it is like people being nice to you or people you know i mean that doesn't necessarily mean people wrong like oh yeah you you shouldn't have lost that man i thought you won oh that's nice but when ogs do it man it it feels different because you know they done seen a lot of people come and go and you know they, they got wisdom not not all of them, you know, some OGs, is just like, who, who are you, (laughs) who are you, bro, I ain't never heard of you, but, you know, some, but, you know, a lot lot of OGs, particularly, particularly the OGs that are good, when they come up to you and be like, oh, yeah, you good, man, yeah, you nice, and when they, when they notice you, oh, yeah, just, it just, they just do something to you, man, that validation is something serious, so, so that was, that was the, the, the first big thing that, that made the battle, like, okay, you know what, this ain't so bad, the second part, is this dude came up to me and he was good he was good Like i saw he was he was killing it i he might he might have been in the finals i don't remember but he was good and so he came up to me and he was like hey man uh you look like tempo and i'm sitting there i'm like tempo and he's like yeah you know tempo and that's, i was just drawing the plank i was like i don't who is tempo what are you talking about and he's like, tempo you know g style and i was like tempo oh yeah 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 so For those who don't know, G Style was a crew slash movement, I want to say, um, in like the 2000s and 2010s, formed by this group, this dude named Slick Dog, right? He was teaching uh several students his style, right? Partially to try to you know combat uh the electric boogaloo supremacy, if you will, and so tempo. You could say was slick's one of slick's like master students, basically, right? Like, s- tempo. That dude is <laughs> that dude cold. That dude is cold. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he's so cold. So, dude, say, Hey man, you look like tempo, and I'm like, Oh, okay, right? And and, and at the time, it was just one of the things where I, I wasn't familiar with how he moved. So for him saying I look like Tempo, it was just like, oh, OK, this is this is a circumstantial thing. It's not a thing where I'm like looking at Tempo's footage and I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to buy. I'm, tr- I'm trying to like Tempo. I'm biting this man because he good. It was a thing where it's just I didn't know who he was. And so he said I look like Tempo. And I'm like, I, I don't know who that is. And then found out later, like, oh, OK. And so it ends up being a, a great compliment. Right. Because I was learning from T and eventually I found out why I look like Tempo. Is because the type of waves that Tempo was doing, where uh, it's a you could say it's a school like Pomona Waves, right? Out of Pomona, California. So the, the OGs out there have a certain type of waving Slick Dog, Joe Stokes, Boardman, Stretch, No Bone Tyrone, all them. So they got a certain type of waving. Uh, and it's you know, people is colloquially known as you know, Pomona Waves, Pomona Waving. And so Tempo learned how to do that. And so I eventually I learned that t bugs was also in g style at a certain point and t and slick is cool and so they um i don't know how t learned pomona waves i, but I, he, I guess he might have learned from slick i don't know but the ways that t were teaching me were pomona waves and i just didn't know it at the time so you know when we finally get back to chicago um i'm at t's place practicing and you know, every now and then, uh, just the other OGs would come through. So Chuck would come through. T, I mean, it was at T's house, so he would already be there. And it was a dude named Cobra, OG, uh, Mr. Cobra, uh, or kid Cobra, depending on the year that you're talking about. Um, But Cobra was there as well, right? Not Cobra out of California. This is Cobra out of Chicago. It's different. There's different Cobras, mind you. And so they all there, they all sitting there. And I'm like, oh, and they're like, oh, you know, how was the battle? I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it was, I mean, I got cheated, but it was whatever. But this dude came up to me and he said, he said, I look like tempo. And it's crazy cause all the OGs, they was like, oh, snap. Oh, oh, they said you look like tempo. Oh, like they, <laughs> they all getting excited and everything. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what, what's, what's going on? I don't understand. They said, man, they said you look like tempo. That's, that's a good thing because it it was essentially a sign that I was mastering the the waves that T and Cobra were teaching right I was mastering them to the extent that I started to resemble tempo right because they, they just had such high praise for tempo so it's like if you get if you get like a glimpse of that of uh, that skill, that talent, you, you know what I'm saying. You start to resemble him a little, even if it's circumstantially right. You that means you starting to really master the, the techniques. You know, you starting to, to get it down. So for so for somebody I didn't know, just a random person said "Hey man, you look like tempo." To them, that was like, "Oh man." oh yeah oh yeah our student our student yeah tempo the great tempo we want is one of the greats and our students starting to look like tempo oh man oh man he getting it down oh so it was just (laughs) it was just one of those things where it was like you know it's just a great it was just a compliment to them it was like y'all doing a good job y'all 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 teaching me right i guess if if i just look like tempo circumstantially and y'all like ah oh snap oh so <laughs> so that was the, that was the second thing first thing was you know meeting og mike g and him giving me props and teaching me on the side and the second thing was dude said i look like tempo which was an indication of how you know well i was progressing at learning the stuff that t and cobra and chuck was teaching me so so that's it you know i got cheated in the battle but it ended up being not too bad Mm-mm-mm. still got cheated though ain't that <laughs> hey i'm gonna stop right there <laughs> oh man Mm-mm-mm. just want to thank y'all again for checking out pop lock parables Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You can find me, Nicholas, on Twitter and Instagram at PopLockParables. You can also email me at PopLockParables at gmail.com. Let me know what you think, any concerns, suggestions, things you like to hear, stuff like that. Just let me know at them aforementioned links. Outside of that, I ain't got nothing else to say other than I hope y'all have a great day. Yes, sir.